Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I mean, not well. Like this, <laughs> if I'm going to be perfectly honest, like I don't think that there's really room for jokes today. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a critical time of mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek. Or um, as we saw on 10 Things I Hate About You, um, Dawson's Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's not good. Not good. My my worst fear has come true. Yes. And I don't feel good about pretty much anything, actually. <laughs> yes. You messaged me in a panic after uh, you watched this episode for the first time. Mostly panicking about Andy leaving yeah. and wanting to know if she comes back. You were very upset. Yeah. You said you Wait, hate I, the show. Oh, I, I said I hated this show. Yeah, you yeah. definitely did. I you remember I did. sent you a picture. What was the picture? Oh, of? it was of you having a meltdown. <laughs> How fat tears on my face. Complete <laughs> mental breakdown. Um <laughs> It was bad. It was really, really bad. I got like very upset and it made me realize that I'm way too invested in these characters and I need to get some serious help for this. Um, So, yeah, I had when we first saw Mr. McPhee, this was the exact thing that I was worried about when we saw him when he came for... um, to be or, or not to be I think it was that is the question I think he came in part two right? yeah yeah I, I so, believe that's correct that yes. was my fear I thought that he was coming and I thought he was gonna take away Andy 
and Jack, I guess. Poor Jack. And Jack, I guess. I guess. But yeah. um and my worst fears have come true. And I don't I don't yeah. know. Like I'm just kind of I, I guess we'll get into it, but like yeah. is it possible that we only get one season of Andy McPhee? Right. Is and here's it possible? The, here's the information to know at hand, right? We know right. Kevin Williamson d- was not involved in season three. He was only around for seasons one and two. He's the creator, mm-hmm. um, the writer, and he was only on for two seasons. So keeping that in mind as we're going to journey into season three. Um, yeah, that's the question, right? And you you messaged me. So this is your series of messages. Jess, ugh, I want a spoiler. Please? When I said no. <laughs> Uh, is season two the only time we have Andy? Is she done? I hate the show. I won't watch anymore. Please just tell me. I knew uh, he would take her away. I thought it would happen the first time around. Can I watch ahead? And I said, no. And you said, please. And you sent me a very sad photo of yourself. And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can and you then just he tell said, me? You're seeing my ragged ass face. <laughs> she at least come back at the end of the series and they'll live happily ever after. Yeah. I need Botox. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I realized how bad my wrinkles were. I really am. This year I'm getting Botox. Um, Are you? I have like, here's the thing. I never used to have the forehead wrinkles. And over the last like two years, I've developed like a single forehead wrinkle. It's kind of strange. But you know what? The way I look at it is if you get like fine lines on your face, that just means you're an expressive person and you've lived a life of of expression, Mm. which is like a positive thing. If you Mm. never react to anything and you never get wrinkles, it's like, well, that's kind of sad. Now that you say that, I pride myself in not having smile lines because I never (laughs) smile. That's horrifying. I know. I know. So I'm, I know have smile lines because I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. So I pride my I don't have smile lines, but I do want Botox this year. So I mean, do I, what you want, right? It's your face. I mean, I have friends that have been doing it since they were 25 for preventative Botox. So I'm like oh behind gosh. on the game. Apparently, I don't know. I'd yeah. never had plans to get Botox. I plan on just letting my face fall where it may. Mm. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah. To each their own. Absolutely. So to yes, we're we're own. obviously talking about season two, episode twenty one. Cha 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 changes. Some crazy stuff happened this episode. Sarah's upset about it, yeah, understandably like it. so. Yeah, um, we're gonna put this down on the bottom of the rankings, just I for mean, bitterness. Maybe. Yeah, you know, it's not one of my faves. If I have to be honest, like some some of the storylines, I'm like meh. You know, um, and I have a bone to pick about a few things, but let's let's get into it this morning. We're recording in the morning, by the way, if we sound different or acting differently. I don't know. <laughs> Literally woke up one hour ago. Actually, I do feel like my voice is a little like hoarser than normal. Me too. I yeah. agree. So let us know, people, if we sound differently to you. Wait, do I, I, I have sound coffee, hotter? So not, like like sexier? Yeah. I don't know. Say like a sentence. Say like a sexy sentence and I'll tell you. No. <laughs> no. No. I think you sound very similar. I feel like yeah. I sound hoarse. Like my no. my throat is a little sore. No, I feel so like I don't know. you sound similar too. So maybe it's just in our heads. Maybe this we're is what I sound crazy. with a like with a clogged nose because I just woke up and my allergy meds haven't kicked in. So like yeah. it's real sexy. <laughs> Um, oh, yes. no. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, obviously we start the episode of Dawson's because when don't we? He's watching Casablanca um, and he has to write an essay about it. 
Uh, and he calls Miss Kennedy a pure evil character. <laughs> yes, yes. So in his mind, he is the hero. He has to have this assignment about like a hero's journey or an arc. Um, and he's the hero. And Miss Kennedy is the evil villain um, antagonist. Yes. Dawson's Dawson's nutty. He can't get over this, but um, he wants to know why are we so ridiculously intent on pleasing the people who dislike us the most? It's a very fair question. That's something that I am curious to as well, because I mean, I've always said, like, if somebody if I feel like somebody doesn't like me, I like to win them back. Mm-hmm. Like my whole thing is like you win more flies with honey than vinegar. So yeah. and also I like to kill people with kindness. So but why? Like it's okay to have people dislike you, but why do people like Dawson and me have to like really, really try hard to get those yeah. people back to like us back. I think it's just like that, like proving yourself type thing. Like it gets yeah. under your skin when people don't like you. Whereas in my mind, if people don't like me, I tend to get more like angry at them. Like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you like that's, that's me? Their problem. It's their problem. For, yeah, for me, I'm like, no. Like, like, what? Do, what do I do? What's wrong with me? And like, I gotta win them back. <laughs> Yeah. And that is the difference between a Leo and a Pisces there we go. But yeah, go. it it really bothers him, and he's like really struggling with this film final. Um, and Joey is like, "Well, why are you do something original? Like, you don't need to write an essay. Why don't you make you know film? It's a film final. Why don't you film someone, interview someone?" Um, and of course, Dawson wants to interview Joey, but like, I appreciate this about Joey that she's just like, "Um, no, I like my private life. Private, like, we're not doing this." She's like, you've already stolen my identity and put it on film. I do not need any more of this. Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, learn my lesson on that one. Um, So she says no, and then this whole episode is basically Dawson attempting to find someone to Mm -hmm. interview for his film final. Yeah, I like how Joey is confident enough to leave through the front door these days. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, bitch. Oh, we're going out the door now, not the window? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't have to slum it through the uh, ladder. <laughs> maybe, maybe Dawson took it down again because he realized that too no. many people creep in. There's no way because he wants it now because she can sneak yeah. in and they could do their escapades. You know what? We've never seen Pacey or Andy or Jack enter into Dawson's room. Like, do, do you think that they all take the door or do they like does Pacey ever go up the ladder? I feel like the ladder is supposed to be like a Joey only thing. So I think they enter through the door. <laughs> Joey has like made a sign on yeah. like a, you know, a plank of wood that she found. And she's like, Joey's ladder, keep out. Mm-hmm. So that's why she got so mad at Jen all this time. Because yeah. Jen started using the Joey ladder. Yeah. And this it's my fucking ladder, bitch. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, she has like that yellow tape. Like, X. the caution tape. <laughs> the caution tape, like, X, like, keep out. Yeah, that she, like, takes down every time. It's like, this is a precautionary measure. Nobody take my ladder. Uh, so we're we're now at the McPhee residence. Um, Andy wakes up, and her dad is downstairs. She says, you're not welcome here. Um, and he says he's there because he's worried about her. He knows about Tim, that she's been seeing him. Uh, and Andy basically says, you know, I don't need you here. Um, but that's when Jack comes in and he admits that he's the one who called their dad. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and their dad is basically just like, you know, I didn't know your situation. Your situ- I don't like how he calls it your situation also. It, it bothers me the way he says that. Yep. It's very like condescending and judgmental. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know your situation was this extreme. And he basically says like, okay, start packing. We're leaving. Um, and poor, poor Jack. He must feel so guilty about this because he called his dad because he figured his dad would move with them, like move in with them and help. And instead he's taking them away from, from their home. It was a good thought by Jack. They definitely need the help financially. They need the support. Like, it's been a lot for two teenagers to manage. Right. So I don't blame Jack for taking this leap and calling Mr. McPhee and having him come. Of course, he wasn't anticipating to be like, okay, so then, you know, we're going to sell the house, move back to Providence, leave now. Um, So I feel I do feel bad in that sense i feel bad that andy's like pissed at jack for making this call not letting her know um pacey was worried about this as well in um the reunited episode he was like why do you why are you gonna call your dad like he's not been supportive before yeah um but ultimately i do agree as a adult i do agree that it was the right call to make i mean absolutely like they don't have the the financial means to assist Andy, right? Like, even if her dad is not providing a single ounce of emotional support, mm-hmm. um, they need financial assistance. They need to get Andy in to see someone about this. They right. need to work out her meds and, um, and like, maybe see a, a therapist who's, you know, focused. I mean, we, we talked about therapy last episode and, like, there's different therapists that have different focuses. Maybe she needs a therapist that focuses on this specific type mm-hmm. of mental health struggle. Yeah, right. Um, and so basically the, pack up. We're going. You and your mother both need constant supervision. It's kind of like, well, if her mom always needed constant supervision, like where the fuck you been, bro? But whatever. Yeah. Um, and I found it interesting that the dad is fully out of the picture in regards to the mom because in this whole time he wasn't saying like let's take care of your mom and Andy it's been very focused on Andy it's almost like he wrote off his wife as like I it she's not my responsibility I don't want to she's too far gone yeah Yeah. too far gone doesn't very upsetting we don't see so we have not seen Andy's mom I think since the Pacey incident in the Mm -hmm. store like where where Pacey helped her yeah and it's like kind of frustrating again maybe they couldn't get the actress back or I don't know what the situation was but like to me it's like okay Mr. McPhee is here handling all this it's like where the fuck is his wife this entire time like she gets no say in any of this like she's just not even we don't even see her this episode like you'd think we'd get I would have liked at least like one scene between Mr. McPhee and his wife just I'm curious to see what their interactions would be yeah we did see him close the door on Mrs. McPhee's room. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously he's somewhat interacting with his wife, but yeah. we, we don't get to see it. Right. And it's just this is like frustrating. But yeah. Um, so Andy's like very upset with Jack because of all of this, because he's the one who called her dad. Um, we're now at school and Dawson is trying to convince Jen to be interviewed. It's like, Dawson, branch out a little bit. Like, go someone outside of the creek creeps for once. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is when, like, oh, okay, this is kind of my bone to pick with this episode. Like, I just, I don't know. I find it upsetting 
that like especially in this scene when Jen is like she jokes about revealing her deepest darkest secrets and then like she starts talking it seems like it's going to be very serious and it's like just a joke about her cutting off her hair um I don't know I feel like and again everybody grieves in different ways so it's not me judging Jen's style of grieving it's more that I wish we saw that she was grieving because I feel like witnessing a good friend's death and like not being able to prevent it and feeling responsible for it would weigh a bit more on her in general and it feels like all of the sudden she's I mean not she not that she's happy-go-lucky because we see more stuff in the later up of later of the episode but like I don't know. It just feels like she's very like a happy go lucky. And it feels strange considering like Abby died not that long ago. Yeah, she definitely seems we saw a lot of sad Jen this season. Mm -hmm. It was mostly sad Jen. I think it was probably I would say like 85% sad Jen. And for some reason, Jen seems lighter in these last two episodes rather than more sad Jen. And I I do feel like it's a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, she seems a little bit more joyous. It's like seems as though she's in a different place. It is a little bit strange. Um, but I, 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 I think that We'll see a lot of more sad Jen. I know. It's not that I want sad Jen necessarily. It's more just like I'd like an explanation a little bit. Like, okay, if she's if she's like happy go lucky around all her friends. And but then we just get like a moment of her alone. And she's like very sad. You know what I mean? Like something to show that like maybe this is an act or like, I don't know. I understand people deal with grief in different ways. I'm not trying to throw judgment on her or like her grieving style because whatever you can do to make it through. Right. Um, but it's just interesting. And I guess we do see her sad later. It just feels like it's strange. I don't know. The scene was a little weird to me. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a little like she has like this fake out. She talks about her hair. To be mm. fair, honestly, that was the most traumatic moment of season two. <laughs> her cutting her hair. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah. <laughs> Dawson tries with Jack and Jack's like, typically I would humor you, but not today. Today is a disaster. Fair enough, Jack. We see Dawson trying with Joey again. And she says, uh, stalker paparazzi is not a flattering occupation, Dawson. <laughs> Give it up. Yeah. And then we see him go to Pacey. Um, and Pacey says, yeah. So they, they sit down to do something. And Pacey says that, you know, I, I didn't do anything. My best accomplishment was finding the inspiration that is Andy. And it turns out, and I, I love this for for the story in general and just I mean I think the show's a really good representation of a lot of issues that people have in general um and he basically has imposter syndrome he mm. thinks that every day someone is going to find him out um he says ever since Andy and I collided she mistook me for someone else I can't help her there's nothing I can do um I think so many people suffer from imposter syndrome like especially um I don't know. I think me for me personally, like it's it's very work related. Um, like that is usually where I think most people uh tend to have it, where it's like, oh no, they're finally going to find me out. Like I'm not worthy of this. I don't know what I'm doing, and they're gonna finally realize it one day, and then that's it. Um, and poor Pacey, like I I, <laughs> I hate this for him because he really has been there for Andy, and he's really helped her. And sometimes the most you could do is just be there for someone. You don't have to have the answers, but if you're there for support. Sometimes that's all you can do and that's all they need. Um, And he just feels like she's helped me so much, but I can't 
help her. I'm useless. And it's just like really sad. It is really sad. I think that it's a lot to put on yourself as a 16 year old boy. Yeah. Um, and I think that he really, you know, he he really puts a lot of credit on his transformation onto Andy. But mm-hmm. if Pacey wasn't willing to transform and wanted a better version of himself and like a better life, then no matter how much pushing or like, you know, encouragement from Andy, like it wouldn't have happened. So I feel like he needs to like put like more credit on himself. Like he did the work. He pushed himself forward. He wanted to change. Um, But it is very sad that he feels like he's failing Andy. Um, And, you know, I don't even think that, he he this is even before he realizes that Andy's leaving because he comes right. out to see Andy and apparently she skipped class in the morning, which is very un Andy like. Mm-hmm. And Andy says that, you know, her dad is back. He's bringing them back to Providence to go home. And, um, you know, it, it, it's very jarring because for almost, I don't know how long it's been, six months or eight months or whatever, he his, their dad was completely absent, and yeah. now he wants to be a family again. Um, he wants to, oh, she said that he's been absent for over a year, so it's been a while, um, that they, they, you know, they want to, like, fix the family, and they... You know, she she has to leave. So it, it, it's she's, you know, and she's pissed. She's like angry. Like she doesn't yeah. want this to happen. Shades of Andy breaking mirrors, essentially. Like, you know, she gets she's getting to that point where she's yeah. very angry and like feels out of control. And Pacey says, you know what? We're going to talk to him. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, We're now down at the docks and uh. Jen is um, talking to Jack. She offers him a bite of her Subway. Love the ad there. Um, product <laughs> is placement. Is this the Subway tuna? It. Because that's a big no. I, I don't know if she said, was it tuna? I like don't a remember. meatball sub? I do a meatball sub, but meatball subs. Uh, here's the thing about a meatball sub. I feel like you need to make sure the meatballs are cut in half. Because otherwise it's kind of impossible to eat. Oh, very true. That mm-hmm. is a good, uh, accurate statement. Maybe just like a, a typical turkey. I would say she seems like a typical turkey eater. Yeah, that's what I am when I get a sandwich. I just get a sandwich with turkey. No cheese. No cheese. I'm not a cheese fan. Um, Lettuce and tomato. And then like red wine vinegar and oil, Mm. salt, pepper, Mm -hmm. oregano. I'm usually more of like an Italian mix type of eater. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay off the red meats. Fair enough. Fair enough. I probably yeah. would do well to avoid more red meat, but I'm a chicken eater. I like chicken a lot. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I'm not as big of a turkey fan. I know a lot of people love turkey, but it's like just a turkey. Yeah, it's fine. Um. So yeah, Jack says he he didn't know what else to do. He felt like he had to call uh, their dad, and uh, Jen is Jen is basically acting very hopeful about the whole situation. She says, you know, maybe you'll maybe you'll reconcile with your father. Um, you you guys will figure it out. And I, here's the thing. We haven't seen Jen and Jack hanging out since, like, they went to that, like, dance with each other. And then, mm. like, that was pretty much it. Well, like, they, they hung out a as moment, a group. They had a moment with uh, sex she wrote 
at the end of the episode (gasps) that was very shades of this where you know they kind of understood each other on a different level because Mm -hmm. they were go both like going after two people that were in love with each other so um yeah so we were hopeful for a friendship then and i feel like it's becoming it's like come to fruition in this episode that they're forming like a real friendship Yes. Yeah. And we see obviously the end the end of the episode is like a big moment. But like uh and this is when Jack is like, What are you gonna do? You gonna stay the Learys forever? <laughs> like, and why are you judging? What's it to you, Jack? I it's just a, no, it's a, a roof over her, her over. No, her I know, but I kind of like that they have this like instant friendship where he's like fine with saying this to her you know what I mean like I feel like you've like you wouldn't say this to somebody unless you feel like you you felt like you knew them very well yeah Um, she needs a friend tease them yeah she needs a good friend um so yeah basically he's like you should try with your mom same thing for you like you're different now maybe they've changed as well right and she's like well i don't know like after what happened with grams like i doubt that'll be the case and she jack's like give him a chance you know you're you might not be the only one who's changed uh once again hopeful thinking uh but interesting coming from jack because like of his issues with I his know. father, I know. Um, he's very optimistic, which I feel like is not necessarily a trait we would have attributed to to Jack in the past. Um, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes later. <laughs> We're at the ice house, and Joey's dad is like renovating the entire place, this is making a lounge. Wild. Okay, so okay, so this is like I call this the crab shack. It's like a fish restaurant where you get like fish and chips and like right. fried foods and whatever like seafood a lobster roll sure so it's like now they have this mystery space in the back and they're renovating it to be like a high class like lounge, lounge in the back where like yeah. entertainers will come and like play music and it's just like what like how in the world is this becoming a thing it doesn't I agree. the The vibe of the restaurant doesn't feel like it should have a lounge. I feel like they do better to have like a little stage that like plays like acoustic music or like something like that, like not upscale, because their restaurant doesn't seem particularly like uh-huh. fancy, you right? Know? Or even more so, maybe even like a place where young adults like mosh pit back there like <laughs> i don't know like a, a punk band plays music i don't know right. like but a fancy lounge it doesn't really know. fit the vibe yeah. yeah well i do think that's i was thinking like maybe the lounge should be called like the ice like how cool would that be the ice lounge the, the ice, ice ice are they gonna like theme it with like ice no, like, but like, you know, and is the it going ice. to like close off and you'll have to enter in or is it like an open situation? I just like don't I don't know. And where did they get this extra space and where is the extra? Well, I think we're supposed to believe that this space has always been there, but it's mm-hmm. not been like renovated in any mm-hmm. way to make it useful. I yeah. don't know. I agree. It seems strange. It doesn't seem to fit the vibe of the restaurant. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just is, yeah. it's, it's but weird. They're doing, it. they're doing it and they're doing their own renovations. Yeah. And Joey is so like happy about this. Yeah. She seems to be like the happiest we've seen her. Like her dad is back. He seems to be doing well. She's with Dawson. 
Um, everything is everything is going up Joey. Everything is showing up Joey. And uh, Dawson is like, oh, oh, my God. And he has like this revelation. And he asks Joey's dad to be his final subject for his project. And uh, he needs someone who has made a big character change. Um, and Joey's dad agrees instantly. And then against one of my favorite scenes of this freaking episode is he hands Dawson a level and Dawson has no freaking clue what this level is. Like, yeah, like, I don't know what this does. What the hell is wrong with Dawson? How has he never seen a fucking level in his entire life? He's like looking at it like it's an artifact from like, B, like you know, 87 BC. Like what? Like, what can this do? Like, Dawson, how did you get those goddamn posters so straight on your wall? You didn't use a fucking level? Obviously not. No, and not. it's before the time of, like, a, you know, um, a laser level. So, I don't know. He's just, like, very particular. Like, he yeah. like probably like just stares at them for a very long time. <laughs> He's just like, what is this thing with the bubbles? <laughs> um, but Joey just, like, laughs it off. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we're at the McPhee's now and Pacey asks Jack why they're leaving tomorrow. He's very upset. Um, He says, you know, now's not the time to give up. There's too much at stake. Uh, That's exactly why we have to leave tomorrow. It's like uh, she has a whole support system here. And he says, you know, you know, I'm not over there like she needs me. And basically her dad is like, she's my responsibility. Um, And I think like they're both. Right. And I hate Mr. McPhee. Don't get me wrong. I don't like him at all. But they both are correct. Like she yeah. does need help and she needs mm-hmm. more help. And I don't know what's available in Cape Side. Right. Like I don't know what yep. programs they have. It's possible that this is a very small town as as we pretty much know. And we don't know how far away they are from like a proper city city. Um, so it's possible she needs more help than is available in Cape Side. And Pacey, of course, like, it's for selfish reasons that he wants her to stay. Like, it's, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah but- so this is the thing. Like, Providence is a big city. Well, it's a city that is, <laughs> you know, it's not a big yeah. city. Let's not get crazy. But it has more resources, right? Yeah. So I don't disagree with the decision on moving Andy to yeah. Providence while she's in this manic depressive state however it sucks it sucks because she we want her to be in cape side we want her to be with pacey and it just really blows that she she's needing to move now the other thing is that it's nearing the end of the school year and i don't understand why we have to take her out for the last two weeks of school why don't she finish school and in the summer Go to Providence for the summer and work on herself. Right. It does that. Her dad makes it seem like it's the most urgent thing ever. And I feel like the better move is, okay, well, Mr. fucking McPhee, take two weeks off work or work from home and stay with them in Cape Side for the remaining two weeks. Because I feel like pulling Andy out before she takes finals is stressing her out more than... Um, like the other issues that she has going on, right? Like mm-hmm. it's going to cause her more undue stress to yank her out of school two weeks before. And not only that, but it it basically is like so urgent that it's it's like whiplash. Like she's going to mm-hmm. get yanked out in one day. Like they have to move yeah. in a single That's day. She took herself off her medication. So she's unmedicated right. throughout this whole thing. And when she was medicated, she was managing f- relatively fine. Right. So, so it's it's a whole issue, and I don't 
I, I mean, it's like I agree on both sides. I agree. Like Mr. McPhee has some good points and, and Pacey has good points. Um, so we'll get back to them in a little bit. But for now, we got to go over to the Leary's where Jen is making a phone call. She is calling her mom. Um, we only hear one side of the conversation, but we know that um, her mom knows that Grams had called her mom to tell her about her moving out. Honestly, I really don't like Jen's parents. It's really annoying to me that her mother knew that she was no longer living with Grams and didn't even bother to like attempt to reach out to Jen. Like we didn't even see her at Abby's funeral. Like we didn't see her family anywhere around after Jen has gone through such a traumatizing situation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and Jen asks to come home. She asks to come home. And the, we find out later, like, basically the other end of the conversation is, uh, well, mm, probably not the best time. And it's like, what yeah. the absolute fuck? This is your daughter. Yeah, I don't know exactly what um, Jen's mom and dad are like, but I'm envisioning that, like, maybe they're of money. Like, maybe they're, like, little New York socialites and they like to go out and party and they're yeah. kind of, like... I don't know. Like, I'm watching the new Gossip Girl. And, like, it's just, like, the old Gossip Girl. Like, oh you know God. how, like, you know, like, parents in Gossip Girl are always, like, off doing their own thing. Like, going to galas and, like, are very self-focused. And they don't, like, yeah. watch their, like, 17-year-old kids, like, having martinis at the bars and, like, having these, like, scandals all the time. That's how I envision, like... Jen's mom and dad to be and it's like oh it's not a good time for us like it's not a good time for you to come home yeah but yeah she asked if she can stay she you hear that like yes indeed like Graham's told them like what's going on which doesn't shine a good light on like her argument of wanting to go home and that she's exactly um so it's it's unfortunate um (laughs) We then move on back to Dawson, who is trying to, like, bang a nail into this wood and is, like, sucking hard. And he's getting frustrated. Oh yeah, he can't do it. He can't. He's not, like, a, you know, not a manly not man handy. builder type. No. Like, it's <laughs> not a macho I don't man. know. It is hard for me to watch Dawson struggle like this because it's like, I mean, my dad, I grew up, my dad is a carpenter. Like, I know how to handle a hammer and a fucking nail. Like, it's not that difficult. It's kind of like, you know where to, as long as you know where you're putting the nail, it shouldn't be fucking hard for you to hammer a nail in. But he's terrible at this. Joey says the macho man working thing is a turn on. You know, it's not a turn on is a guy who doesn't know how to fucking hammer and nail Joey. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, in my past, I've totally hammered and nail in uh, wrong, like it like slanted mm-hmm. or like it's hard. It really is. And then like you if you want to hold it straight, like sometimes you like you hammer your fingers. It's like yeah. a tough life. All right. Well, I don't know. She tells she tells him she needs a makeover, a leather jacket, grease the hair back. I agree. Let's see this. I want to yeah. see Dawson like, you know, switch away from the khakis. Let's go. I do, too. I think it would be a fun like yeah. um, what if like a what if episode of like everybody's roles are reversed. Right? Oh. <laughs> like, Dawson is the bad boy. Like Joey is like the not the girl next door. She's more of like the. Yeah. Like the um, like rebel girl or something. Do we something. get any like genre episodes like that in Dawson's Creek? I can't think of any, but there might be. Yeah, oh. it's possible. 
Ooh. Um, I know that would be exciting. Uh, so yeah, so Dawson leaves, um, and, uh, because he's going to interview Joey's dad and they look at Dawson's work and they're both like, mm, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, we're going to have to undo that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this interview and, um, basically he's talking about how in his past he's made mistakes and, um, you know, Mike says, at first I thought I would die of shame. Literally everything that I loved, um, I would lose. And um, he talks about, like, he felt hopeless. Like, will his daughters ever forgive me for what I did and what I did to mm-hmm. their mom? And Joey's there listening in on this, and she's getting emotional. And it's a, it's too much for her to listen in on. She she leaves because yeah. it's, it's becoming – it's very real. Like, she – she hasn't really talked all of this out with her dad before. Mm-hmm. Every single time either of them tries, it's like they kind of talk themselves out of like really talking about this whole thing. Right. They're so basically like trudging up bad memories for Joey and she's really not emotionally ready to to handle thinking about those things. And like I view it as like Joey is so happy in her present that she doesn't want to go back to that place in the past where she felt like shit and like she yep. was angry with her father and he made those mistakes that put her family through so much turmoil. Um, so I don't blame Joey. Like, I feel like it's also just not, I, I don't know. I feel like she shouldn't have been sitting in on that interview because she wasn't going to be ready to hear what he had to say. Um, and she probably didn't know that, right? She wasn't really, didn't know that she couldn't handle it. But I just feel like it's, yeah, sitting in on that interview is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, Mr. McPhee says to Jack, this is going to be good for you and your mother and Andy. It's going to put our family back together. Um, And Jack's like, come on, like, can't we just like, can't you just like stay here? Like, do we have to go? Like, you can, you know, you can leave your business, start a new one or move here or just like take day trips. Like, can't we just like work something out? And he says, if you really love us, you'll stay. And yeah. He, yeah. He, and then he tries to say like, you know, you know, like Andy does have a support system here. He has pace. She has Pacey. Uh, I don't think a teenage romance is like going to save. Ugh. I think, like, the thing that bothers me about Mr. McPhee is it's, like, he was never the support system for his own children or his his family, right? His wife. Right. And now they found a new one, and he doesn't see any value in that. And it's very frustrating to listen to him talk about it because it's, like, he puts – he does not value any of the friends and family that Andy has made here. Right. And that's kind – that very much – that's – very frustrating and not to mention the fact that like the next thing we get out of Mr. McPhee just makes me want to punch him in the face. Um, He says he wants to talk to Jack. He wants Jack to talk to someone about his quote unquote problem. Um, And he says, you're confused with these gay ideas. Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously we don't need to say we hate him and all these nonsense he's spewing, but we hate him and all this nonsense he's spewing. Like, this is a very, like, old, 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 old mentality of how homosexuality works. Like, and I 
personally love the way Jack explains it. He's like, I'm gay for the same reason that Tim wasn't. Right. You were just born this way. And I mm-hmm. love that. Love that. It's I, I mean, props to Jack for putting up with this bullshit and like take like, kind of taking that moment and like setting that aside to be like, we need to focus on Andy and like what's going on with her and saying yeah. like, yeah, let her make her own decisions. You know, the solution is going to come from the people that love and care for her. Like, quote unquote, not fucking you, dude. You know, not you, but the resources in Providence. Yeah. Yes. It's hard. This is honestly, I think that the show wants you to, it, it wants to show both sides of this because yeah. you can, you know, everybody could take this a different direction. When I was, if I watched this when I was 15, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, Mr. McPhee. Like, you don't know shit. Like, the, the love between Pacey and Andy are going to live strong and they're going to, like, save each other. And now, as an adult, I'm like, crap. Like, it does suck. Like, I want them to be together. But Capeside is a small town that will not and cannot have the same medical resources yeah. that a city would have. And that's just that's just the fact. Like, of course, the support system of friends, close friends and Pacey is important. But it's it's what she does need is medical attention to get her to a better place. So it it really is hard. And I think that this show wants to show both sides of it. But yeah, no, he fucking sucks and he doesn't know <laughs> shit and he's bigoted and Mr. McPhee sucks. And if he really did care about his family, then he would try to accommodate um, for everybody. Exactly. Um, and uh, we see Andy and Pacey up in Andy's room. They're kind of just like moping. Pacey yeah. wants to do something very fun for their last yeah. night. He wants to take Andy on a date a night out on the town. Um, Andy seems super reluctant because she has like a ton to do. If she's supposed to be leaving, she needs to like pack and get ready. But I love this from PC. It's like, you know what? We're going to make the most of it. Yeah. Um, uh, we're back at the ice house and we we're seeing Dawson interview Joey's dad. I mean, he asks him what drove him to his lowest point and his dad or uh, Joey's dad says, you know, her, uh, Joey's mom was getting worse. So he began trafficking marijuana for the almighty buck. Um, and Joey kind of interrupts and she's like, you've been doing this for a while. You promised you'd bring Bessie dinner. So Joey and Dawson kind of get into it. And she, and I mean, like, I understand why she's upset. I don't think blaming Dawson is really the move though, (laughs) but she, she's like, you're making him relive the worst parts of his life. Um, do the obvious thing. Turn the camera on yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, this is the second time where Dawson is exposing Joey's worst memories in life. True. And it's, it's like, why I under like, yes, Mike, Mr. Potter is a perfect subject for this, but it's like, this is your girlfriend and your girlfriend's family and stop being so like tunnel vision Dawson and realize that you keep like picking on Joey and her family and keep yeah. exposing these things. And it's a lot like it's like this is it, this is the worst moment of Joey's life, losing her mother, her father getting caught for trafficking marijuana. I want to know, actually, do we know who like turned him in? We don't. Oh, no. it's like 110 percent going to be like Mitch or something at one point. It's going to get exposed. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Mitch. we don't. 
we don't know that information, but yeah, like, and this is when, I don't know. I don't know how much I like this, but Dawson is basically like, I'm afraid I'm not enough for you. I'm afraid you've grown beyond me. I'm so afraid of losing you. And it's kind of like, Dawson, like, give Joey a minute. Like, this is about Joey. This isn't about Oh, yeah, you. but no, because Dawson will do anything to turn it back onto him. He will. Anything. He loves to play the martyr. He loves to be the whiny bitch. And this is like a manipulation tactic, you know, it's like, oh, you're you're upset. Well, I'm only doing this because I'm a sad boy and comfort me and tell me how this is how you love me. And this is not the case. So um, it's it's so shady. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, yeah, like maybe Joey is like, you know, beyond like has grown beyond Dawson oh yeah yeah like I mean I I I like the point they're at in their relationship right now don't get me wrong yeah but at the same time like you grow and change when you're especially when you're this age and to expect that she's not gonna be that light or that she's going to be the same Joey you've always known is just not realistic yes Um, but Joey chose you Dawson she loves you Dawson like she's with you and she just spoke about earlier how happy she was so I don't know grow a pair of balls and have some confidence in your relationship I would be so annoyed dating Dawson because he's so insecure that like you'd have to constantly reassure him yeah or this is once again like him being like oh you're kind of pissed at me like let me turn this around and like make me make you feel bad for me yep yeah so Um, I'm on team Dawson I know these tricks I know (laughs) these tricks well fellow Pisces always knows I know um, so we're back at the McPhee's and Andy's getting ready for her date with Pacey. Uh, apparently Andy had a conversation with her dad. We didn't get to see it. Interesting, uh, that it was off camera. Mm. Um, and, uh, he told Andy that if she wants to stay, he will try to work it out. Very fascinating that Jack ended up convincing him. Um, and Jack asks if Andy wants to leave. And Andy said she's considering leaving. She knows she's getting worse. Um, and the more time she spends in Cape side, the more she feels like she wants to get better. She needs to get better. She doesn't want to bring everybody down. She doesn't want to drag Pacey down into this. Doesn't want to be a burden. Exactly. And you know what? Oh, and she also says that if, if she goes, she thinks Jack should stay here. Um, props to Andy. Honestly, she is what? 15 years old. Yeah. And she recognizes that she's not doing well. She's not getting better and staying in Cape side isn't the right choice for her because she needs she needs help. It's a big and decision. She, it's massive. 15 years old and you are willing to up and leave your home where you've met the, basically the love of your life as you describe it um, to to go get better. Like this is massive um, for her to make this decision. And I do think ultimately it's the right decision. Like I don't know yeah. if like permanent. I don't know. Like. But yeah, for right now, yes, it's it's the right decision. And I, I like how she's like, I want to get better so that I can come back and like fully be here. You know right. what I mean? So um, and I also think it's like great of her to be like, Jack, like be selfless, selfish for once. You're always so selfless. Like, yeah. you know, promise me that you'll think about yourself this time and not just follow me because you want to take care of me yes um massive 
like huge to not only that's the thing it's it's two it's two things it's her deciding that she needs to leave and then also being willing to be like jack you should stay like yeah because that's i mean jack is a huge support system for andy so she's basically saying oh you you stay here you're the one person i really besides pacey can confide in and understands everything about me including my whole family history I'm willing to go with my good-for-nothing father to seek help. It's massive. Yeah, and Jack is a good buffer for her between... He like, is. All of his attention, all of Mr. McPhee's attention is going to be on Andy. I feel like that's going to be very suffocating. Yes. So, um, it's a lot. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that all turns out. Um, we're over to Graham's. Jen has a bag in her hand. Um, she, like, almost knocks, but doesn't, and then says, like, goodbye to Graham's, like, just at the door you know um interesting she just like can't i mean i don't know <laughs> i feel like it's one of those things where it's like where the hell is graham's been it's like she's here then she's not then she's oh. here then she's not um that's a good question so linda messaged me after my whole like last episode we were like where where is graham's like what is she yeah. up to and um i have some information um oop, oop, okay. Um, Mary Beth Peel, who plays Grams, is primarily a stage actor. I believe she was working on production during season two. Ah. I think she had it in her contract that she was able to pursue theater roles, which is why she pops in and out. Interesting. Also, yeah. Also, fun fact, James Vanderbeek's first acting role was in a production of Finding the Sun with Mary Beth Peel in 1993. Oh, that is fun. Interesting. Isn't that interesting. They had previously worked together. Yeah, I like that. Um yeah. That makes sense. I guess like that that explains why, you know, she didn't actually interact with Grams, but I do like giving her the moment of like approaching the door. Deciding against it and leaving. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Back at the ice house, uh, Dawson apologizes for making Mr. Potter dredge up all these like really bad memories. He says, um, and uh, Mr. Potter says he's not sure how much he's changed, but he keeps trying every day. Um, putting someone else's needs in front of your own because you love them. And this is when Joey enters and, you know, Mr. Potter leaves. Um yeah, it's uh, Dawson is like embarrassed at this point. Um, and Joey says like, no, you have it all wrong. Like, look at me. My life is the best it's ever been. My dad is back. My family's together. The ice house is going well. I have you in my life. Um, and Dawson says, you know, I just want to make you proud. Uh, and this is like, this is the thing. Like, Joey's already proud of you. She's been proud of you. She's the only one who likes your shitty movies, Dawson. Like, <laughs> you know, like believe her. Uh, and so, the, you yeah. know, they kiss and she jokes about him being a, a carpenter. L- nice little makeup scene. I prefer these, like, I hate when they drag on the drama of, like, the relationships for, like, so many episodes. I really like this. This is a quick, quick like, resolution. fight resolution. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like the, the line, like, I believe in you. I'm proud of you. And not just proud of you. I'm proud to be with you. Yeah, that's nice. That's very nice of Joey. That's nice yeah. of Joey. Look at you, like using your words for once, Josephine. <laughs> Growth. 
Um, we love a growth in the character. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we're we're back at the McPhee's again. Yeah, I love how Mr. McPhee is like at his desk with like a calculator and just like crunching the numbers. <laughs> like, oh, like I gotta figure out our finances right oh now. God, <laughs> just like do it. Slam, 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 slam. Heavily hit the calculator. Like I can imagine it was like the calculator with like the little receipt thing. <gasps> oh, and it's just like he's like mortgage like 1800 click 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 (laughs) minus food budget minus like 500 dollars oh 1500 dollars oh my gosh i just i love it um so yeah jack tells mr mcphee that he's staying he doesn't know what Andy's going to do, but he wants to stay. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Fikiti's like, well, I'm selling the house. So, like, where the hell are you going to live? Uh, Jack's like, I'll figure it out. I can't live with you the way things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. McPhee, again, oh, like, oh, yeah, douchebag. That's so frustrating. He says, like, yeah. oh, I'm to blame. If I had been around more, um, you wouldn't be gay. And it's like, what the? What, how the hell is it that you think like oh your masculine influence is what would have made Jack? No, it would have just made him like more of a douchebag. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's what like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, I can like comprehend like your mother's illness and Andy's problems and even Tim's death because I can find reasons for that. But like your your condition, fucking a is- condition. The word condition pisses me off in such a way yeah <laughs> yeah words. He, yeah so he's like there are people who change who go back and jack's like yeah like i am not like you know the all-knowing knowledge of what like being gay is like but i can put heavy money on that their change is skeptical like exactly and he's like i didn't choose this life the only thing i chose was to be happy holla fucking you lula yeah you lula eula <laughs> It doesn't matter. The point is, I'm going to luau and hula because I'm so happy. Exactly. The point being that he chose to be happy and his happiness is here away from you, Mr. McPhee. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Being back with you slowly but surely, I'm going to sacrifice my happiness pe- um, for yours because I want you to be proud of me, but not under your terms. It just won't work. Great for Jack. Love this for Jack. Um, I do too. Yeah. And Jack's dad tries to say something and he just can't, which just proves like how he's just not a father to Jack. Like he is not yeah. capable and willing to be there for his son. Um, we're now outside and Pacey and Andy are back in the similar like dock area where they first danced and had their first kiss. Yeah, this was Um, rough. I love like I love that. That was such a long, long time ago. Bitch, it was seven months ago. (laughs) Like, calm the fuck down. Oh, my God. You darling. Do you remember that time when we were just the the ripe age of 15? Like, bitch, it was seven months ago. Still 15. But you know what? Back when you were that age, it does feel like they're like reminiscing. Like, remember that time where I hated you and you're like, oh, I hated you more. It's been a while. Ride. <laughs> it's like, like bitch. Okay. <laughs> I know. As 30-year-old women, we're just like, all right, calm the fuck down. Yeah, it's Jessica, remember that long. time where we started a podcast? <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so less than a year, but just a so, year. So yeah, so our long. podcast has we been were, going on longer than their relationship. Yeah, we, so <laughs> we were so different back then. 
Um, and uh, then they start dancing. Andy starts crying. She says she's so happy to be with him, but she's sad too. Uh, she loves Pacey, but she isn't getting any better, and she's going to leave tomorrow. Uh, he's she says she has to, yeah. and you know what? I love that he says, "I know." Yeah, yeah. He, no, he wasn't trying to be like, "No, don't." Like, why are you leaving me? Like, yes. how can you do this to us? No, he's like, "I know. I know. This is what's best for you." Yeah. Couple Hello. goals. Thank you. Thank you, PC. Unlike Mr. Dawson, who'd be like, how can you do this? Like, you you, we're the best thing that's ever happened in this world. Like, why would you ruin our relationship? Like, yeah, no. Pacey is a uh, good, a good kid. And he knows that this is the the right thing to do. And he says, you know, they say no goodbyes. Yeah. Hashtag Pacey's Pond. Pacey's Pond. Um, Yeah. Love this for them. Very, again, very mature. From both of them. Yeah. Um, Good kids. Yes. We're at Joey's. Dawson. He was there at 7 a.m. Joey's still in her PJs. Yeah. He makes her close her eyes. I don't know how she didn't see this fucking thing when she first walked out the door. But let's just, you know, this suspend our disbelief. Um, and he made her a white picket fence. It took him yeah. all night. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Um, and he did, you, says, did you did you because she said like oh, no, her I know why perfect, he did it. and the only thing that she's missing is a white picket fence. So I know why is, he did this it. This is like very like romantic move by Dawson. It's like what the fuck though? Like it's like a portion of a white picket fence. He says he's gonna take him all summer yeah, to what do, do the mean? rest of you it. You can't build a white picket fence on your own in a day. What do you mean? I'm not saying I, sh- I expected him to do it in a With day, but his it's just shitty like, carpentry skills. Well, that's the thing. How the hell did he even do this with his? And here's the thing. It's not in the ground. Like you just you're moving it around like it's not even a fence. Like you there's like way more involved with making a fence. You need to you like, to like lay cement down. You have to like do a post digger. Yeah. yeah. Cement it down like this bitch is going to the first you're coastal bitch. The yeah. first fucking Hurricane Henri that fucking comes by. It's going to knock that shit right over. Not even that. Yeah. A fucking strong gust of wind is going to yeah, knock that gonna shit over. It's going to damage the freaking house. Yeah, no, I'm what? just waiting for like any type of coastal storm to come in. We already saw one in season one. We know it's possible. We did. Yeah. Like that shit is going to get picked up. It's going to be like fucking Wizard of Oz style. Just whoosh, 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 <laughs> smash into the house. Yeah, it's going to wind up in the creek ultimately. Exactly. What a waste of time. <laughs> oh, no, but it's the gestures. I know. You're more she rom- loves romantic it. She than loves I am. it, though. She you loves know. it. She loves that he'll be there like all summer working on it with his. Oh, she like, loves a uh, worker Dawson. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, even he might even climb through her window, which is not that impressive because I'm pretty it's sure that they live in a ranch. It's a what's a single level story. Yeah. It's like oh great, like you, you seem like a murderer. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> sneak in your window. Like all right, Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we see Jack running. We don't see Jack running often. So I was like, Why do oh, so many people run? In <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are you going, so, Jack? Running. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves to run at the creek. And everybody picked it up from Joey because Joey was the, star- Joey was the original runner. And yeah. then we added in like Gail. Gail. And now we're adding in Jack. And it's Jack. just like, everybody's fucking running. Yeah. But he's running to Jen, who is at the bus stop in line to get on the bus to God knows where. We never find out where she was planning on going. No, she be, I, I thought she was going to the city, but I wasn't. I'm not positive of that. She didn't I mean, say that. She said no, that she, she could didn't. go anywhere. So it's like this girl's yeah. probably going to like, I don't know, Milwaukee, anywhere. 
Yeah. Um, Miami. He, he assumes like, oh, her parents said yes and she's going home. But she says that like, no, her mom said that now isn't, isn't the time for Jen to reenter her life. Uh, her dad is still getting over her last day with them. It's like, and he wanted to know if it was a ploy to get more money. It's like, oh my God, the parents mm. in this show are so yeah. infuriating. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because it's a teen drama and most teen dramas make the parents to be out to be like, you know, hated because you're supposed to connect with the teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Parents Jack, don't understand. Exactly. Uh, and she's like, I've everywhere to go, but nobody's there. Um, and uh, Jack says he wonders if his mom would accept him, but he says uh, he thinks she would. Um, she loved him for the best reason. No reason at all. Our parents should love us unconditionally. I love this from Jack. Um, obviously, neither of us are parents, but like, I think this tracks like his mom was would have been very accepting because she loved him. It didn't matter mm-hmm. what his sexuality was. She loved him. Um, and the fact that she's not mentally, you know, there enough to be supportive for him. That yeah. really sucks. I I like this line from Jack also. Sad as it sounds, um, it. And as much as it hurts, it's worse for them, meaning the parents. It's right. worse to be incapable of loving than not being loved. Uh, that's a it's a tough lesson to learn because, like, if you feel unloved, then you put all the blame on yourself. But yeah, you know, you know, ultimately it's on them. You know, if yeah. they're not able to love you or give you their all or understand you, then yes, it's really on them. It's not on you. Yeah, exactly. And this is when. Jack takes her bag uh, and her ticket and he says, you know, you're coming back to my place with me. It's empty. I could use a roommate. Uh, Jen says yes. And they they hug. Um, Are you excited for the the Jen and Jack chapter? Yeah. So if they sell the house, are they going to get an apartment? They have to do something because they don't and they don't have. I mean, they could go back to the Learys. Also, did Jen even like leave Gail a note? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, she's like, thanks, Gail, for the amazing times we had last week, but I'm leaving. I don't need your yeah. help anymore. And so they, they're going to need to do... Like, what? They're going to need to do something. I mean, it's going to take a minute for uh, for Mr. McPhee to sell the house anyway, so at least they'll have a little bit of a buffer. But yeah, they're going to need to find somewhere to live. Maybe, maybe Mr. McPhee is willing to fork over the money to get Jack an apartment and uh, Jen can stay there. Yeah. Um, but and what we know that Jen's mom? family seems to give her some money as well. Yeah. So... I don't know. What about the mom, though? I think that she's going with Mr. McPhee and Annie. Oh, uh, I, that was the vibe I got because he's like, "Oh, your mother needs help too." So yeah, but I think like, it's just Jack staying behind. It's really talking about it, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I'm really excited about this. I'm mm-hmm. not excited about Dawson returning his um, some tools back to the ice house, and he looks in the back to find Mr. Potter to see Mr. Potter pulling out cocaine out of a vase cocaine that is very different from his little marijuana thing what is happening here yeah or is it heroin it's something it's some hard drug oh it's it's like a white powdery substance so let's call we it assume that it's cocaine yeah yeah we, we assume based on what? the context based on what happens it's what? cocaine uh, and um, yes, yeah. he has like these artifacts. <laughs> it's just like yeah. you know, I have this like you know like the stereotypical like trafficking things through like old like shipping boxes, shipping with, boxes. Yeah. yeah, what the heck, Mr. 
Mr. Potter. Like, what are you doing, Boo Boo? You you want is the marijuana game not up for you anymore? We gotta did jump you, into the hard stuff. Like, what the did fuck? you see this? Did you see this coming at all, or no. was this like shocking? Oh, yeah. I was I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, like you know, he did say like maybe I don't like I haven't changed that much anyway. But no, I don't know. Like, it, it's pretty surprising. Yeah, um, but uh, no, as, right. it's very as, surprising. Yeah, as Orange is the New Black taught me, if you go to jail, you have a higher percentage of going back to jail. Yeah, fair enough, because it, it's hard to adapt to that life outside of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I guess now um, we understand how he's affording renovations for the yikers. ice house lounge. But yeah, I was very disappointed in Mr. Potter. And th- Over and- under on uh, how many episodes it takes for Joey to find out about this. Oh, no. Uh, More or less than three episodes. Less than three. Less yeah. than three. I mean, we are at the finale next episode, so. Uh, or two. Yeah. yeah, next episode. Yeah, no, this yeah. is the penultimate episode. This there we is go. The- Honestly, kind of a lackluster penultimate episode in my opinion. Uh, what, do you, what do you want? What, what did we have last time? Was last time beauty contest? Nothing will compare to that. Uh, that's, I think so. Yeah. That's, it's tough. It's a tough act to beat. Yeah. Um, but, so uh, yeah, but yeah. Dawson quietly slips out. He's shocked. He sees Joey, who's super happy to see him and is in a great mood. We never see Joey in a great mood, but, yep. which makes it hard. Can't last very long. But yes. Which makes it hard for Dawson to, you know, come clean right away. Um, she can tell something's off, but you know she she ignores it because he says nothing, and they they hug, and I don't know. There is a I don't know cocaine. more to come. Can you believe it, Jessica? I mean, yeah, because I knew it was coming. But it, it's, oh yeah, I well, remembered it was yes. coming because I remembered him coming back, and then it being like that being a storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I watched I watched Blow with Johnny Depp back in the day. The cocaine game is no joke. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's it's worse that it's, of course, a harder substance than marijuana. We're in 2021. Marijuana is not a big deal. Um, cocaine, on the other hand, not so great. Um, if it is cocaine. It's a white powdery substance. We assume it's cocaine. Well, I mean, because um, marijuana or uh, heroin is like black or something. It doesn't look oh. like that. Okay, I don't know because I obviously I've never even okay, seen it. Okay, full disclosure, never done heroin. I just know from watching, um, I Jess- believe it's the show Weeds that had Jessica heroin. Um. Yeah, harder Just substance. Just doing the harder stuff. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. We're back at the McFees. Andy and Jack are saying goodbye. Um. Uh, Mr. McFee says he's not the best father, but he does want Jack to be happy. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, fuck off, dude. Um. And <laughs> leave my screen immediately. Okay. And then we get more running. More running. We got some track stars. Here. <laughs> Why is Show. Pacey's running to Andy. He calls her Andy. Andy, don't leave. Don't leave. Uh, and this is the scene that like f- broke me. Done. I done figured. and done. Done and done. Uh, Here's the yeah. thing. Like, was Pacey really not intending on coming to say goodbye? Like it seems a bit ridiculous. They said no goodbyes. No goodbyes. I thought that they meant more of like, oh, we won't say goodbye. We'll say see you later. Like that's what I thought they meant. I didn't think that they meant that he wouldn't even come to her like their house and she's leaving yeah and they're like um he's like i'm not here to say goodbye i'm just here i want to look at you i wish i had eloquent parting words for you but all i can think of was this i um i thank you i thank you every day that you what you've done to me for forcing me to be the man that you've made me Mm -hmm. um 
I'm grateful for you, Andy. It's very, very heartbreaking. I don't want to let you go, PC. Just remember your promise, okay? You and me together again, happy, healthy, and more in love than ever. I'll remember. Mm-hmm. They can't. They. This is okay. We'll talk about this in a second. Um. Uh. Go get better, McPhee. Then you hurry on back to me. Pacey, kiss me. And then they're like, my knees are shaking, my heart. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And uh, Andy goes off and leaves. And my heart is broken forever. Yeah. Um, this is this is rough. Um, this is really, really, really miserable. I don't understand. I understand why this has to happen. I just don't understand. Like, if this is the end of Andy, then, like, I don't know what the point was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. This is. And then. Oh, OK. Oh, I have so many thoughts. I'm so frustrated because like I once again, it's like I kind of know like eventually like I don't know. Joey and Pacey are going to become a thing. I'm going to not like this at all. And honestly, <laughs> it's like that whole thing where it's like I fucking hate when like a woman Spend so much energy making a man better just for him to be a better man <laughs> to his else. next girl. <laughs> it is bullshit. All the work that Andy put mm-hmm. into Pacey is going to go directly towards Joey. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that hard. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to see it on my screen. I don't care. And I don't understand. And she better come back eventually. And if she doesn't, then I'm never going to forgive the show. I'm never going to like it. All the good things I've said about it, I take back. I am pissed off. I don't like it. Can you just I mean, tell me she comes back? I will not tell you. Fuck off. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough that you don't like it. Like, I don't disagree with that sentiment. Um, Here's the thing. We have one more episode of the season. And then we're coming back for season three. So, I assume you think Andy will not be in the finale. I don't think this she's going to be ever there ever again. <laughs> I'm just getting really upset. I don't I think we're ever... I'm gonna, I don't think we're ever going to see her ever again. I think so how is it. is it that you think that... So, I assume you think then, like... PC and Andy break up off screen like she like I don't know writes him a letter yeah, or it's like, like oh it's too hard the distance is too hard like yeah. they're gonna be together they're gonna continue to be together for a while but yeah it's gonna be like like oh I just heard from Andy and like she just like went to this new program but yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe yeah. she'll come back once and like break it off like oh the distance has okay. been so hard um well, we'll some have to bullshit like this we're like easy. gonna you see her one more time. They're not going to end up together. He's going to go through the college years and fuck around with losers. And then what we're going to have, we're going to have nothing. He's going to end the show. Dawson and Joey are going to be together because the show wants us to think that they're perfect together. And poor little Pacey's going to be all alone his lonesome. And then what Jessica? And then what? <laughs> oh God, I just can't. The Sarah only can't wish. Mentally, Sarah wasn't emotionally ready for this ending of this. Okay, <laughs> am I being too dramatic? No, I think it's very funny. No, um, I think that like I think your fears are warranted. Um, my only wish think- is that she comes back at the end, and it's like it's always been you, Andy. It's always yeah. been you. So I have a question for you. If I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> if you didn't know that. Casey and Joey were going to be a thing in yeah. the future. If you didn't yeah. already know that, yeah. what would you think 
was going to happen. Like, would oh, that you, Andy you, and Pacey will be together forever and ever. Okay, so you would uh, you would automatically assume Andy's coming back next season. They'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it's the main reason that you're spiraling is because you know that Pacey and Joey are a thing. So you yeah. know that, like, something at some point in, down the line that yeah. Pacey and Andy will not be a thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I, it's a toxic relationship between the Pacey and the Joey. I don't like it. It hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that Andy spent oh all his God. energy on making Pacey a good man for him Fair to enough. just go to Joey. I don't like it. Joey's my girl. You know what I, I mean? also think Joey's yes, my girl. Yes, we should credit Andy for helping Pacey. But I also think we should credit Pacey because yeah. Andy helped I did. him I did recognize. Before. No, I know. I'm just saying that Andy gave, in my opinion, Andy showed him the door. Yeah. to like potential success whatever and he is the one who walked through it so like yeah. yes Andy did help him but a lot of credit also goes to Pacey for for being the guy that he is and, and working yeah. on those things because yeah. he, he couldn't it wasn't just Andy but yes no, I totally I agree with you she yeah. helped him see the light and then he takes his light somewhere else <laughs> takes his light somewhere I hate um, that you know it's like yeah. I made you I made you bro and you're yeah. gonna use it to somebody else and get yeah. married I hate it I hate it um, um so also we, Yes, go ahead. Uh, I lost it, but I was oh, no. going to probably go on another another <laughs> rant about nothing. Um, it's just it just stinks. Like at least, like you know, at least if this is the last time we see Andy, like at least can we do like a supplementary fashion hour? Like, come on, girl, we had a full eulogy for Abby Morgan. Just yes, tell but wait, the thing is, is Abby died, and we knew she was gone forever. We're I, still well, in limbo I mean, with Andy. She could have been a ghost, and she could still Fair come enough. at any time. But we still we don't know the Andy is a question mark for the future. Yeah, um, I will pay any of our <laughs> listeners one hundred dollars. <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't, don't. Yeah, don't. Um, so we're back with Dawson, Ugh, um, and he is he is doing his film final. He says there's a man who wanted change but couldn't. Love has changed. He's doing the project. Uh, he's looking at Joey sleeping, uh, and he says, or at least I hope so. Blah 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 blah. No one cares. So he ends up using himself for the project. Um. And uh, yeah, so next episode, the season finale, season two, episode 22, parental yeah. discretion advised. Oh, they're Any having happens. sex. We're fucking tomorrow next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, oh it's time. My God. It's, yeah. Let, let's go. She been new. It's it's been it's been on the docket. It's been cooking for a while. I thought um, like we're yeah. at least going to go for maybe a. Like a 16th birthday or some monumental thing. But yeah, yeah, it's happening next week. Yep. Um, so yeah, what did, what did you think of this episode? Um, I mean, it was rotten. Like it, like it was fine. Like it moved the story along. Like it wasn't like yeah. pointless. But it's just like nothing good happened. Everything. Yeah. Nothing like it was just bad, bad, bad. Everything's bad. But um, it moves the story along and it's needed and it gets us to yeah. the point to finish off season two, the best season of television that ever existed. Of a, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I it think just, it certainly like moves the plot forward and like it yeah. sets up a lot of things. It sets up yeah. like Jack and Jen are going to be living together. Exactly. The Dawson and the and Mr. Mc, uh, in that Dawson thing. and Mr. Potter of it all. We, we got. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So it like moves the story along. I think it's important to do that set. It's like, you know, we're setting up for what season three will become. Yeah. Um, I'm like a little worried. We'll, we'll we'll talk about this more and more, especially in our recap, what's to come in season three. If you know, this Kevin Williamson is leaving the show, but we'll see. We'll get through it. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. (laughs) That's who I got. Yes. It's fine. We still have one episode left of the season. What do you think? Did you enjoy this episode? (sighs) I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I I agree with you. It's a plot setter, right? It's it's one that gets the story moving. There's of course there's some drama, um, but it's more of a it's a it's a movement setting. I don't know what the fuck to call it. It just it gets it sets the plot forward. It's setting things up, setting pieces up to be moved forward later. Um, I feel like a lot of penultimate episodes are this way. Um, and we'll see what the finale brings. Like, I think generally speaking, season two has been amazing. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to like knock an episode before not being absolutely stellar. Like a lot of the other ones were, but let's yeah. just hope that they stick the landing with the finale next episode. Cause mm-hmm. I think that finales always have this big expectation and we, you know, the finale last, last season was big. Let's hope this one is big as well. Yeah. Um, The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into the feedback. feedback? Yeah, so we have an email from Dirtbag Kelly. Uh, so the Ice House is a drug front. Has oh, Mr. Pot dot 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 er moved <laughs> up to coke dealing? Because that didn't look like weed. Yeah, it looked yep. like some powdery substance yep. that is no bueno in vases, uh, hidden artifacts. <laughs> so ridiculous with like the little fuzz on top i just like yeah it was ridiculous yeah i know jack and jen are friends but where did this closeness come from a little out uh, a little left a little out of left field no i don't know they did set it up like once or twice in my opinion it doesn't take much i mean they're already both a part of the creek creeps and not only that but they both have this like parental situation in common they both feel alone in a lot of ways and so it totally to me it makes sense that they'd be fast friends um if they hadn't had that like scene with the dance and all of that I probably or or the scene like you were talking about um after both of them are like kind of getting with Joey and Dawson um I think without those two scenes it doesn't make any sense but Mm -hmm. I think because we've had those two scenes to set things up it, it didn't for me it didn't come out of left field yeah, I think that I think that maybe we could have used a couple more nuggets like those um, throughout this season. Yeah, um, especially when Jen was feeling very excluded from the creep, 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 creeps, creep, creeps. 
we've chose a very difficult name for ourselves. I know. I'm a little disappointed in myself. It would have been nice to see like Jack being the bridge or the connector being like, I know that you're on your own, but like yeah. I'm here for you. It would have been nice to see at least a few more occasions to make this yeah. make complete sense, like a no brainer. So I agree with you about that, Kelly. I wish that they kind of just added a few more nuggets. We got a few. I would have liked a few more. Mm-hmm. Also, aren't the McFees going through money problems? How is Jack just going to live in that big house? Great question. The question is, are they really selling the house and will they get an apartment? I got the vibe that they were going to sell the house. Like that's what his dad seemed to say. Like they can certainly find a place that is way smaller than that to accommodate Jack and Jen. Especially if the mom is not in the picture. Yeah. Oh no, she's going. Yeah, she's going to Providence. She's definitely going to Providence though. I'm pretty sure they said that. I don't think Jack is not expected to take care of his mom alone. I feel like that's what he was saying. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, like I think that they're going to sell the house. And Jack, I can just see like a little apartment. Like how cute mm-hmm. would that be? Yeah. Or yeah, like a little, apartment. a little, like a little shack, like what the Potters, Potters have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, how good are Andy and Pacey together? Nobody better than them. Um, am I right, Jess? Andy that- and Pacey? Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now, but right forever, now. like dot, what we were talking dot. about before. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kelly, for these questions. There's there's a lot on the horizon that mm-hmm. I don't have answers to right now because nobody will spoil me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will find out very soon. Yes. What is going on? Now um, we time. have an email from Linda. We love Linda. Linda. Okay. Hey, Sarah and Jess, how are we feeling after yet another turbulent week on the creek? Uh, I feel like shit. Um, how about you, Jess? You feeling I mean, good? I'm fine. I'm feeling good. She's yeah. fine. She's I, I get excited for finales, so I'm very excited for next I week. I don't. You know what? This episode is called Changes, and I hate changes. I hate change. I don't like different things. I don't. I don't like this. So, mm-hmm. no, I don't feel good. Uh, before we get into my rants and rambles for ch- 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 changes, <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. Okay. I want to say I completely agree with you what you ladies said about Andy's breakdown in the previous episode. I think Kevin Williamson had good intentions introducing a character with mental health struggles, but it seems like the writers completely missed the mark and reunited. It mm-hmm. took away the relatability of Andy's mental health struggles for a lot yeah. of people by going to such an extreme. It seems like they wanted to set up a reason for Andy to be forced with having to leave to help in to get help and changes. However, I think as much as it, it would have hurt, they should have done a depression slash suicide awareness type episode. It would have made sense if perceived guilt over Abby's death would bring it up a lot of feelings of guilt towards Tim's death because mm-hmm. her and Jack distracted their mom while they were driving, leading to her depression worsening. I feel an episode showcasing that would have been relatable and could have helped a lot of people. It could have given the people the strength to ask for help and save lives if people noticed someone 
they cared about was showing signs of struggling with suicidal thoughts. It would have set up Jack for having to call his dad in and coming to terms with needing to get help without becoming so extreme and taking away the relatability of it. I absolutely, completely Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah, me too. I think that was very well said, Linda. Like, it just... it, it. I completely agree. I think like they obviously they needed the way to to get her to be going away. So they have to go to this like or they feel like they have to yeah. go to this extreme mm-hmm. um, in order to do that. But yeah. I, I agree. What? Did I Meredith Monroe get like a big movie or something like what happened here? Why can't anybody tell me? Why do I have to live in a world of unknowing? You only have like an episode or two. Okay. It's only a few more weeks. OK, now to the rest of the episode. Um. So she Linda agrees that line about making people that dislike us the most like why are we so focused Mm -hmm. on that she says as a professional people pleaser I wish I knew the answer to this one Dawson Um, I do too Um, she goes on to say you know all of a sudden like everybody needs supervision according to Mr. McPhee he's infuriating Mm um <laughs> she also says it's too soon for Jen to make remarks about her hairstyle changing because all of us are still recovering from Andy's hairstyle change. Oh my god, yes. I know. Fair, it's fair, very Linda. very traumatic. Um and it's nice to see Dawson uh notice Pacey's hurting and turn the camera off to be there for him. That That's is very true. We didn't uncharacteristic. So in that scene, the second I see Pacey fighting back tears, I find myself doing the same. The scene is so emotional. Once again, we are reminded that the show is actually Pacey's Pond. Can we please give Joshua Jackson all the rewards? Oh, all the awards and rewards, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts to see Pacey feeling so helpless and like he's failing Andy. He's done a thousand times more to help Andy than her dad has. He isn't a professional. Professionally trained um, professional uh, isn't a trained professional. That's not what Linda wrote. I just can't. I can't read. <laughs> uh, she he isn't a trained professional. He can't give her the help she needs right now, but he can support her while she gets it. He mm-hmm. can be there reminding her she will get better and he isn't going anywhere. He isn't failing her. And he knows who you are, Pacey. You're a hero. The way I thought Pacey was just going to try and marry Andy when he was like, I won't uh, take you, not after he hears what I have to tell him. Can you imagine if that's what that became, that scene became? I'm going to marry your daughter right now. That would have been insane. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask your hand in marriage? (laughs) Um, Linda wants to see more Jack and uh, Jen friendship. Yeah. But you would think that Jen would be a little weary about sitting on dock ledges. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh, no, Linda. A no, plus. Linda. A plus, Linda. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so the the scene where um Pacey and Andy is confront. Oh no, the scene where Pacey's confronting. Mr. McPhee, Linda says, is a frustrating part of the episode. I feel like Andy definitely needs to be in an inpatient psychiatric center. Does Cape Side have a psychiatric facility? I'm, it's, 
Does Capeside have a psychiatric center for her to go to, or does she need to go back to Providence because that's where the treatment center is? They aren't completely clear. If Pacey was completely standing in the way of Andy going to get help, yeah, that would be selfish, but Andy can get the help in Capeside, and Mr. McPhee can't be bothered to move down there to be with his family. He's the one that's selfish. I just think that they don't have the resources. Like, I don't think Capeside... It's a small town. Like, we're supposed to believe it's a small town. I think there's, like, maybe two therapists in the entire town and Andy is seeing one of them. Yeah. And I don't think that they have the, there's probably one hospital in the area. Like, yeah. I don't think that they have what Andy really needs, um, yeah. which is what sucks about it. Like, you know what I mean? If they lived in Providence or they lived in Philadelphia or a city, yeah, New York, New York city, city, Boston. Yeah, they're not yeah. they're not close enough to to any of those resources. I yeah. think what we're supposed to gather. Yeah. And from it's not it, even so. like a suburban town. Like you no, know, it's a it's, very sleepy rural type of yeah. place. Mm-hmm. I mean, she freaking Joey has a rowboat to get from A to B. Like it's yeah. fucking sleepy town. Yeah, yeah. Like Andy does need medical help though. You can't take away. Um, you can't love away mental illness. She does need help from yeah. professionals. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Linda also hates how Mr. Rafi treats Jack, saying he can't, oh. um, you know, that whole that Oof. whole issue. Yeah. Um, I have to remind myself as much as I wish every parent could be welcoming and supportive. It isn't always like that. The strain between Jack and his dad is common and it's important to explore that yep. in coming and his coming out journey. There are probably a lot of kids going through similar struggles with their own parents who can see themselves in Jack, and that's important. Yep. Um, my favorite sparring partners dancing on the docks. I'm a sloppy mess. These two own my heart. Proud of Andy for realizing she needs to get help, and Pacey for loving her enough to go get her, to let her go get it. Um, the scene between Jack and Jen at the bus stop is one of Linda's favorites. She loves their friendship, and it brings back... Some of her favorite Jack jokes, um, Jack quotes. Oh, my God. I am struggling today. It's the I'm morning sorry. recording. It's the morning recording. I know. It's worse to be incapable of loving than not being loved. Um, Jack is skyrocketing up the list of my favorite characters. He's so insightful. I always hmm. struggled with having a big heart, getting hurt, and wishing I didn't care so much. Jack is right, though. I feel... I feel not being able to love is far more lonely life than giving your heart and not always getting the same love back in return. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, it it's really I mean, this subject also kind of hits home for me. Um, I've struggled with these sorts of thoughts before. I, I don't totally want to get so into it, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like it really, it really, it hurts in both directions. Like it hurts, like feeling like you're not able to like be lovable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, it's not, it's not the case. Like everybody is lovable, but it's like when you can't figure out any reason why, then that's where your head goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh no, Joey, why did you have to say everything is perfect? Also, F you, Mr. Pot, dot, 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 er, my heart when Pacey comes running around the corner. Um, yeah, Linda's totally sobbing right now mm-hmm. with that whole scene. I am too. I don't know what you're talking about. Reaches for another tissue, but the box is empty. Yeah. Uh, I just let the tears go running towards my face. 
And then also, how dare they take out Paper Cup by Heather Nova during the Pasty to Andy dance on the dock scene and their goodbye. Me and the person in charge of all the licensing music have to have a <laughs> chat. Um, so Linda also sent clips of the original song used. So oh, let's great. put that. Yeah, let's put in the show notes so that people mm-hmm. can watch it with how it was originally supposed to be. Absolutely. Um all the tears the last few episodes have brought that I am about to fill my own creek soon. Only one episode to go in season two. How to go by so quickly. I'm not mentally prepared for it to end. Hugs to both of you and all the noodles listening. Noodles, if you need to talk this out, let me know. I'm yes. struggling as well, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Derby Kelly. Um, we are in the works, by the way, talking about feedback of building a website and having the capabilities of leaving us a voicemail. Yeah. So if you want your voice heard, if you want to talk to us, we don't have to play the voicemail if you just if that's the way you just want to give your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. It's just another fun option if people want to Another fun use option. It. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. so, you know, stay tuned for that. We'll let you know when that's up and ready. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, thank you for the, the, the people that tweet at us as well absolutely yeah all right shall we get into the fashion hour of it all the fashion hour yeah the hour is fashion the hour of the fashion so Mm -hmm. what we have here what's going on the paul the uh rachel green award for the most 90s outfit (laughs) i'm struggling (laughs) (laughs) who's up first Who's up? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cut this out. Cut this out. I want to leave it in. <laughs> okay. So my first nomination for the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit is Jen. And this is her making her phone call to her parents that say that they don't want her. Uh, she is wearing a matching shirt and matching cardigan that is knitted in this like light blue tealy color. Some um, medium wash jeans that look pretty baggy. Her hair is doing some like flopsy, floppy flopperson thing. No jewelry, minimal makeup. But do you see that big clunkin' phone? <laughs> the phone is insanely large. She's using a home phone. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I do think this is a very good representation of like a '90s outfit because it's kind of like a mom jean type of situation, like a straight leg, medium wash. Um, and like I feel like I've seen mainly older women wearing these like matching shirt and cardigan sets. Like mm-hmm. this outfit looks like a mom outfit. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Gail's outfit. It is Gail's outfit. She's borrowing some clothes from Gail. Her hair is looking so strange. I hate it. I don't know what's going on with it at this point. It's like she just shoves <laughs> clips in it at random and hopes for the best. Yeah. You know what um, I thought? I just thought it was so funny. We just covered 10 Things I Hate About You, and we were yeah. remarking about Heath Ledger's, like, stringy PC hair. Yeah. And, of course, Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams had a relationship. Of and I course. wonder if they were together at this time, so that they both had stringy, gross, sweaty <laughs> PC hair. And I wonder if it's a family issue. Maybe it is. Yeah, because it's it's... That's a fi- like the, sh- the outfit is fine. I just yeah. I can't stand the hair. So. Right. 
Yeah. Next up, we have Andy, and she is at the docks with Pacey. She is wearing, this is like a quintessential Andy outfit. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like a below the knee skirt um, that's like purple and has some flowers on it, like a uh, cami, and then like a cardigan over it, like a lilac cardigan. Uh, her hair is in a ponytail. She has some sort of gems in it. Not to mention, like, her hair is still brown, but whatever. It's okay. Yeah. And then, do you see her purse? It is a small little jeweled Hello Kitty purse. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, I wouldn't have imagined she's into Hello Kitty. Um, but I guess I can see it. She's um, a, a Hello Kitty lover. And it's like rhinestoned out. Yeah, it's very like bedazzled. Um, I like this outfit. I think like, oh, here's the thing. If I picture Andy with blonde hair in it, I like it. If I picture her with brown hair in it, I don't like it as much. But it's because of the hair. Um, no, I like this outfit. I like her in like pastels and like purples and pinks. I feel like it's very complimentary for her. It's very like soft. Just yeah. like I feel, I don't know. I just, I like this outfit for Andy if she had the the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Next up, this is um, Joey's pajamas, where she gets surprised by the white picket fence. They are a matching pajama set with clouds um, Mm -hmm. and a light blue. And I want to direct you to a third picture right here. Now, my childhood (laughs) bedroom had wallpaper with this exact cloud print. Yeah. And not only that, I had a pillow, like a long, like, what are those like long body pillows, body pillows Mm -hmm. with the exact same fabric. Now, my wallpaper is a little darker, but I had this light blue exact fabric Mm -hmm. pillow, the body pillow as Joey's pajamas. And this I feel like is very like I did. It was the early 2000s when I did this wallpaper. Yeah. I think it was no, 2000. This is, this is this makes sense because we're almost to the 2000s at this point yes. in the show. And I'll do you one better. I own these exact pajamas as a child. Do you really? I, owned, you? I don't own them now. I definitely owned this exact pajama set. I can tell yes. you it was like a flannel feeling. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, I have to give this point to Joey because it's too like coincidental that we both owned something with the clouds. Clouds were massive in the 90s. Like yeah. cloud patterns, cloud everything. It's like butterflies. It's a very similar type of thing. Um, and yeah, Joey has to get my point because we both had the cloud situation in the 90s and i i love a a messy pajama uh just woken up kind of feeling um mm-hmm. yeah i uh i love this for joey yeah next up for the paul red certificate of timelessness award um my first nomination is mike mr potter he he has uh his real whole look is so relaxed so he has like this purple like henley top with like some jeans and this overshirt and he's just looking like very like home improvement chic yeah like i just went from to home depot bought myself some tools some construction stuff some boots i don't know he's looking very like zaddy daddy home improvement chic yeah i'm gonna try to pretend that i'm upset or try to forget that i'm upset with him yeah um and just review the outfit 
I like this outfit. I like the dark jeans and like the purplish Henley. Um, I like that it matches very nicely with the plaid shirt that he's wearing. Like I feel like the purple looks really nice with like that like reddish purple that's in the plaid. Yeah. Um, it's a nice outfit. Like he's really got it going on for somebody who like hasn't had a wardrobe to choose from for a while. Like yep. he's he's working it out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, my next nomination is Jack in the scene where he is running to the bus stop to meet with Jen. <laughs> he is wearing some dark denim himself, a black shirt, and then this like creamy sweater with um, with dark blue or black lines, horizontal stripes. And I kind of and his hair is like a little bit like more styled mm-hmm. than normal and I thought that he was looking like pretty handsome in this outfit and um I I like this shirt like I feel like it could be brought to the today's yeah I think that uh you could easily see someone wearing this today especially with the darker denim and like his hair having a little bit of product in it yeah really does like up the game for Jack I really I also really love this sweater I think this yeah. cream sweater is really really nice looking um and it fits kind of like that New Englandy vibe that we're usually going for on this show yeah brown um, strong as well this week absolutely he has amazing brows Um, yeah, no, I'm giving the point to Jack. I think that like ever since he like did his hair that one way, I've been like really loving like Jack's vibe. I think before he didn't really, I don't know why his style has improved greatly recently. So Mm -hmm. he is getting my point this week. So congratulations to Joey and Jack. Um, good job with your winnings of the award this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, So, yeah, coming up next week, we are covering the finale. Very exciting stuff. Make sure to get your feedback in at shit90spod, shit90spod at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. And then, obviously, we will also have, like, a full-on season two recap. So, if you want to send in your feedback for, like, season two as a whole, feel free to save that for – or send it in, and we'll we'll talk about it on the the season two recap pod. Yep. Yep. Um, As always, we're also covering Boy Meets World, heading down the end of season three on that show. Um, So go listen to us there. And then exciting content this month uh, between the uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, which will be coming out this week with Kristen McInnes. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, It was like our we called it our like hosts faves month because we covered Romy and Michelle's high school reunion which is one of Sarah's favorite movies go listen to that um and of course 10 things I hate about you one of my favorite films um so go listen to that as well a lot more exciting stuff coming up for the month of September Sarah what are we doing for a Virgo season here in September so um we are doing a Robin Williams month, but we're kind of switching it up because we are going to let you, the audience, choose what two movies we're going to cover. So on the first of the month of September, we are going to put up a poll um, and the two movies that have the most votes are going to um, are are going to be the movies that we're going to cover. So Mm -hmm. super exciting about that. We don't yeah. know. We don't know what we don't we're know going what's going to happen. What we're going to cover, but, but you'll let us know. Yeah, vote. Let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, yeah, and I think that's a. Uh, I think that's all we have this week. We got a lot going on. As always, yeah. you can also check me out on Community Building over at Post Show Recaps. Give that a listen. Um, and I think that's a. Uh, think that's everything. We are coming down to the finale. So excited for next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you all. Just next week. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me
save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 